Welcome to Below the Dot. My name is Chris Sharp, your host for this podcast, and I am joined by, who am I joined by? Hello, this is Terry McGregor. Wow, is that is that your podcast voice? <laughs> it is. I guess it is. I think I just established that just now. <laughs> it's very seductive. All right. Um, and so I guess the important question is, who the hell is Chris Sharp and Terry McGregor? Well, we come from the black hole of Degrassi. And if you are a huge Degrassi nerd fan like I am, you know that the black hole is where all of the really popular characters disappear to with no explanation in Degrassi. To never return. Yes. Yeah, so suddenly they just don't show up. However, because people are all like bigger know-it-alls than I am, I just want to specify that actually Tara McGregor did not disappear into the black hole and there is an explanation as to where she went. It is in a deleted Degrassi scene though. <gasps> Yes. So if you are an average Degrassi watcher, wow, did I just call you average? That wasn't shade on purpose. <laughs> but to your to the casual Degrassi watchers and the ones who are not huge losers like myself, um, you she disappeared to a black hole. Just one day she was there and then the next day she wasn't. But if you know about the deleted scenes, I didn't actually watch the deleted scenes. I think I read it on Degrassi Reddit. Um, you know what happened to Terry McGregor and we will discuss that when we get to that episode at a later date yes whenever that happens yes um so terry uh what have you been up to lately you know i have been living the dream um (laughs) living out my uh modeling career i did recently follow you on instagram the real life you yeah from our instagram right living out the dream as you saw on one of the upcoming episodes you know i made it and (laughs) that's all you know (laughs) I don't think Terry gets enough credit for like how much of a bad bitch she was. Not at all. Not you know, at all. So many episodes focus on Paige is trifling ass and Ashley's whiny ass, but not enough went into Terry. And that was the really problem. lost her into the black hole. We lost you. You deserved better. Yes. And I'm here to give that. I'm here to give the people what they are missing. Yes. And um, so I am Chris and I've been DJing or I've been hanging out with my cousin DJing. Um, I was on the show and I was very important at one point in time, but I was definitely not Terry's capacity of important. You know, I did wear an iconic hat one time that, you know, I had to be all hats. Um, But, you know, I disappeared into the black hole and now here I am below the dot reporting to you guys about Degrassi's hottest moments. And But my real person, because, you know, I am Degrassi is the name of my host name. But in real life, the person behind Chris has been a Degrassi fan since she was babysitting in eighth grade because I am a loser. So that was all the way back in like 2003. Damn, bitch. Damn. Are you just telling your age? You just told them that your ass is old. Yes. Old as fuck watching Degrassi while babysitting in 2003. I think what's funny is on the flip, I wasn't supposed to be watching Degrassi at all. Um, I'm sure you weren't. I have very vivid memories of watching it probably in like the fourth or fifth grade. And I wasn't supposed to be doing that, I'm sure. So you have also been with it since the beginning. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to figure out. Okay. So when I started watching it was when Manny had her iconic, you know, transformation. So I was actually trying to look and see, like, does that line up with that when I started watching it? And it aired in Canada in that episode, the iconic Manny episode that everyone talks about aired in Canada in 2003 and also in the U.S. in 2003. So, yeah, so that was the first episode I saw. And I was like, I definitely have to keep watching this. Yes, absolutely. It felt like a soap opera for teenagers. And I was sold on it because my mother was very into soap operas. So I felt like I found my niche and I was like, I'm going to stick to it. I think my first memory of a Degrassi episode is unfortunately the one with Paige and Dean. Oh, damn. Like, imagine that being your first episode and you're not supposed to be watching it oh, anyway. You, you were not. <laughs> not at all. And that's when I learned about rape. Yes. Um, well, I, I do I do want to get a chance 
one day in the future when we get to Manny's iconic episode to discuss the impact that that had on my life because it just did. And it's kind of embarrassing. And I just feel like it would not be right to not share that with the world. What the fuck I did after seeing (laughs) Manny wearing a thong. Um, But you guys will have to keep listening or just skip all of these episodes to that episode. Um, Either one works fine with me. But yeah, so that is who I am. That is who Terry is. And we are here to recap and review the very first episode of Degrassi, which is called Mother and Child Reunion. Now, Terry, did you know that all Degrassi episodes are named after songs from like the 80s or like songs in general? Not at all. And as I scan my brain right now, I'm trying, I was literally trying to figure out why it was called that specifically. So I hate that I know this, but yes, all of all of Degrassi Next Generation um, episodes are titled after songs. So I think I heard somewhere else that it was like, yeah, it's just just it's really just probably titled after it because it's about a mother and a daughter and it's about a reunion. A reunion. Okay. I don't think it really ties to the song. And I honestly don't give a fuck about the song. But for the sake of letting you guys know, every single Degrassi episode is titled after a song. But if you're listening to this and you are not Terry McGregor, and you are a nerd like me, then you already have that information. It sounds, it's fitting, because it seems like Degrassi is the blueprint for a lot of TV shows that exist now, and I can tell you a few shows that exist now that have titles that are songs, so. See, Degrassi Next Class, I think, deviated. Okay, so my cats are crazy, in case you hear them fighting. Um, (laughs) Degrassi Next Class deviated from the, the song titles, and I think they moved to hashtags. Mm-hmm. They absolutely did. They really did try to get with the times. Absolutely. I'm, I yeah. I hope that the next generation of Degrassi goes back to song titles, but they probably will not, and they will have their own kind of thing. Just like how many hashtags can you really make an episode against? Right. Until I'm you're just to making think, up hashtags. Right. What would the next like step? Like, what would the next thing be that's most relevant? If it's not hashtags, what do people do now? This is the sound of us thinking, girl. I don't know. I don't know either. And I guess they would literally have to pay us for that. So we shouldn't even put our ideas out here. You're right. right. <laughs> You're right. Actually, we do know. We just want you guys to pay us for it. Okay. Yes. That's Come all Come find is. me. Come and find us below the dot. <laughs> all right. So the description that I'm going to go through the description of this episode, which is what I said is Spike Nelson. Fun fact that I did not recognize when I was older or when I was younger is that all of these characters are based off of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, which I think is pretty obvious now if you're watching Degrassi because you um, looked all into it. But yes, all of these characters were from the original generation of Degrassi. Did not know that when I was 13. So I never gave a fuck about any of the adult storylines. And I didn't understand why anyone did. Um, I will say that um, there was a triangle in season three, or no, maybe season four. And I think that was the season four triangle with the adults. And I guess that was kind of interesting, but I didn't understand why any of the episodes focus on their storylines until I was really, you know, I was doing a deep dive into Degrassi and I realized that, oh, there was like a whole first series. And I tried to watch that too. Have you ever watched the original Degrassi? No, not at all. I Looking at the wiki for Degrassi that exists, I realized that there was something beyond like what is it like what was it junior high and then high or something yeah there was Degrassi Street and then there was Degrassi Junior High and then there's Degrassi High and now there's Degrassi Next Generation yeah no I thought only one existed prior to this so everyone's storyline was very weird to me too yes so didn't realize that Spike was from the original series and you know she had Emma when she was in high school so now Emma's 12 years old so we're coming back we're Introducing Spike, who's having her, I guess, 10-year high school reunion. And Emma is communicating with her boyfriend, quote-unquote, Jordan, over the internet. She finally makes plans to meet him in person, even though Emma's friends warn her about the potential dangers in doing so. Um, The description goes on to add, Degrassi High's class of 1992 and 93 returned for their high school reunion. Recently widowed, Joey is unsure if he even wants to go especially after finding out his ex-girlfriend, Caitlin, is bringing her fiancé, Keith, to the event. It's pretty dramatic, um, but 
Okay, Degrassi started off very slow. So I think I said later in like a couple of my notes that I'm really glad that I so I started watching. Like, it's good that you started on, pa- unfortunately, the Paige and Dean episode. And I started on Manny's iconic episode. Right. Because the early Degrassi episodes were like, I mean, like, this ain't no Lizzie McGuire. No shade to your girl Lizzie. <laughs> but like, mm, I'm going to need, it's it's not giving me the same, I you know season finale of this season right where, pay, where some sh- stuff goes down good but leading up to that i'm like i never would have watched this series if it didn't right. start with some hot stuff it's a very slow start yeah absolutely a slow start very important topics touched upon right for the time that it was covering but it wasn't just it just wasn't giving like drama as much Not as a lot of other degrassi episodes do <laughs> Yeah, but super ahead of its time. Like there are later or a couple episodes. I think it's in this season. Um, I think it touches on like girls and periods and like a a lot of like feminist topics without being very preachy. One of my issues with Next Class is that I guess a lot of like the Gen Z, whatever the hell we're calling them, I don't know, people who are younger than me. (laughs) um, It's all about like woke culture and being politically correct, which is totally fine. But the next class came off as very preachy. Mm-hmm. Like, let's sit Frankie down and tell her about white privilege. And it's like, okay, sure. But like some of the lines, like the feminist undertones, like, or there were a lot of feminist undertones of Degrassi without be- Emma being like, I am a feminist and here's why Absolutely. everyone should be feminist. And let me pull out my book, White Feminism. Is that a book? <laughs> I think it is. Probably. Um, right. Where I, where I feel like Degrassi next class is... I mean, it's very politically correct and exposes to a lot of different topics and subjects. Way um, there are some things in old in Degrassi Next Generation where I'm like, mm, didn't age right? Did yeah. Oh, oh my goodness! I'm so sorry. We're gonna run into so many of those. Right, and I feel like there are a lot fewer of those scenes in Degrassi Next Class where it's like, mm, I mean, questionable, but not like Degrassi Next Generation where you're like, ooh, which word did you say that starts with an R? <laughs> Maybe you oh should. Oh my have. goodness! Yes, yes. You know what's funny? This is very random. I also remember watching Degrassi and recognizing how they paired people with their partners, pretty much based on color, like Spinner yes. and Paige. Jimmy yes. was with Ashley and then Hazel, and I remember like noticing that very young and being like, "This seems very like, like it's a format that was super weird." And when you look yes. back on it now, I feel like they would have way more couples that were biracial. They would have lesbian people, like. Yeah. They would have all different sexes, rather. Um, whereas before, it was very cut and dry, but, too. You look like, like this a, person. A, but, of course, they had to put Jimmy and Hazel together. And it was like, okay, come on, guys. Did you, though? But of it course was, of course. Did. Yeah. And I feel like Hazel's actress, what is her name? What is her government name? Whatever her government name is. I'm not good with government names. Um she did say some things about Degrassi and their limited storylines for the black actors on the show. I do remember that. I they do remember that with that episode of the one that was about her and her culture. <laughs> that episode, that storyline was an absolute mess. I forgot about that. And that was also one of, yeah, it was one of her larger storylines. Right. From- it was like all she got <laughs> is being Jimmy's supportive girlfriend. Okay. Can I just say that? Never mind. You know what? I'm not going to say it. We'll get there when we get there. Absolutely. Um, but yes. So again, it's a very slow build, giving you a lot of the background, some of the details about the characters. You get to meet them. You get to see how it transitions from being about the Degrassi Junior High and High School um, series to being all about the younger series and Emma and all of her friends and the students who are her age versus the adults. But still, you get a little taste of the adult storylines, um, such as what Spike goes through, you know, her and Snake and all her little friends doing her rat things with their friends. <laughs> they and do pop up. They, yes, they they come in and out every so often. Um, one of the things that I did actually see is that all of the storylines, though, um, there are never or they might have storylines, but there are never any scenes with the adults that don't have kids in them or something. It's, I have to go look into it. It was like, you never see adults just talking. You always see their scenes from the perspective of a child. Mm. So like, if you're seeing Snake and Spike speaking, it's because Emma's in the room and she's watching them. 
which makes um, sense why they had some of the storylines where the guys are at like a strip club or they're at a stripper and it's a bachelor party and like Craig is there. And you're like, why is Craig at this bachelor party and there's a stripper? And it's like, is that all part of like the method of Degrassi is that because it's from the perspective of a teenager, that's why they're always in every scene or they're around or it's about them or something like that. And that is why Craig is at a stripper. (laughs) I have no idea. I read that. I probably on Degrassi read it as well. That's fascinating. I didn't think about it like that because there were a lot of scenes where the children probably shouldn't have been there or they shouldn't have known what the hell was going on. Right. And so, I mean, I guess if you think about that, when you think about later, when we get Peter into there and there's Miss Hot Sauce or Hot Salacos, whatever her name is. And there's a scene of her and someone else. And I mean, we only do know what happened because we saw a, one of the, the kids see it. So now this makes sense. I spent a lot, probably a bit too much time on Degrassi Reddit because it's like, who loves Degrassi as much as I do besides Degrassi Reddit? Yeah, I think you've really met your match with that one. <laughs> That's where I also go to for Harry Potter. Um, I did have to leave the Teen Mom Reddit, though, because people, <laughs> like, I mean... It's just bad. And they're often very racist. Um, No surprise. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I had to leave Teen Mom Reddit. But Harry Potter Reddit and uh, Degrassi Reddit are where it's at. Fair. All right. So I guess we can go over a couple highlights from the episode. So we know what happened. It's a reunion. Emma is at the beginning of the episode. Emma's emailing her boyfriend, Jordan. And she's told Manny all about her boyfriend, Jordan. She's like, yeah, you know, this is my man. He's my bae. Um, One of the the, the notes from I had in here, I don't even know if I said this. Or maybe I didn't realize this. Yeah, it shows up later. Okay. Jordan is 16. And I was like, Emma is 12. Is that not weird? I feel like that is very weird. And I also feel like, did I miss it? Like, I feel like I didn't know she was 12 until the very end of the episode. Yeah, no, I was like, at some point in time, I was like, I'm sorry, Jordan's 16. She's got to be what she's going to the seventh grade. So she's like 13. I said, "Mm, seventh grade and a 16 year old. That's still weird. And then I was like, and then at the end, they said that she's step 12. And I said, absolutely not. It's also very strange. I guess it makes more sense because when you think about how they were look or thinking of a 16 year old, like he was very mature. Yeah. Um, I guess you would think that when you are that young, cause you like, once you're a teenager, you feel like when you're 16, that's the next step. When you're 18, that's like, that started right. to make sense for me. But the fact that he was 16 made zero sense. Like no, no. one should have been like, this is a good idea. <laughs> once no. they learned and he I was mean, 16. And I guess it makes sense what, you know, she did hide him from her mom because had she said something to her mom, her mom would have been like, that's like, I mean, aside from the fact that you shouldn't be meeting someone online, little girl, he's, he's 16. What does a 16 year old want to do with a 12 year old? That's still gross. Terrible. Yeah. I feel like he was preying on the fact that she was an environmentalist and that made her, cause she's probably the only one. Right. And when you learn this down the line, she's one of the only people really into this thing. So he definitely yeah. was like, Oh, she's more mature or she'll, yes. I can like get, I can trick her rather yeah. because she's a little bit ahead of her time. Yeah. Which I also just want to add that, you know, growing up with the internet, I don't know what, what uh, your mom used to tell you at home, but I was given very strict rules. Don't tell anybody your business. Right. <laughs> so, you know, one of the popular things of the early 2000s where you join a chat room and someone would be like ASL. Um, and so I wasn't ever allowed to give out any private information. So I would always be like a 16 year old girl from Florida. I was catfishing before catfishing had a name. I'm very mad that I can relate to this because <laughs> I only know what ASL means or like I only knew what it meant because I snuck into a chat room once and I was like what like what is everybody asking here like what is this what does it mean but <laughs> I saw the responses and I was like oh okay like that's how you pretty much introduce yourself terrible should have never been in a chat room don't know how I got there but, <laughs> oh my god yeah. those chat rooms are wild Terrible. And I used to be talking to some real strangers. Like, oh, and as a disclaimer for those of you who were not on the internet when um at its dawn, ASL means age, sex, and location. And sex does not mean do you want to have sex, but I'm pretty sure I probably used to think it did. It is age, what sex organ do you have between your legs, <laughs> and your location. So I was always 16. I was a female, and I was located in Tampa, Florida. Now, just so you guys know, I am not, and nor have I ever been located in Tampa, Florida. 
So you can go ahead and narrow that down. I am not, nor have I ever been located in Tampa, Florida. Um, I don't know if I ever used to steal pictures to like pretend like I was someone I wasn't, but I'd be talking to people on the internet just like Emma, but I was told to lie. I didn't give anyone my number, none of that. I think it's great that you were told to lie if you were in the predicament or to just not (laughs) give the truth. I think if my mother were listening to this, she would definitely say you were not told to lie. You were told not to give out personal information. You were absolutely not supposed to be in them chat rooms. What were you doing? But you know what? I was there and I didn't give out our personal information. So what is the problem? I think the funny thing about that too is um, I don't think it was necessarily, it wasn't focused on pictures either. Like you could just make a screen name. And I know in my notes, I wrote down Emma's screen name and I can't find it right now, but it was hilarious. (laughs) I bet it was. I think I might've written it. Dang. Oh, Sparkle Spaz. Oh, yes. Mine, I had many um, email addresses, but one of them when was Dry Ice Girl, G-U-R-L, which was a store that was in the mall. Do you remember Dry Ice? Not at all. Oh, my God. What kind of store is that? Dry Ice Store. It was like... It sounds like a rainbow equivalent. Do you know what rainbow is? Uh, yeah, I would say it was probably more like a Claire's. Okay. Okay, here it is on Reddit. Long shot. Anyone remember the mall store Dry Ice? I have no idea why it used to exist. I used to love this store when I was younger. It was basically a furniture decorative store for teens, tweens. Super trendy for the time. Yeah, they definitely had the like air couches in there. They were fa- they were around the early 2000s. And I remember going to one in our local mall in South Florida, you know, where I lived in Tampa. <laughs> um, and there's little information to be found out about the store online. So, yeah, there's a whole Reddit um Pull, I like, just found the Reddit thread. Eyes. Um, That's yes. hilarious. So one of my many AOL profiles was Dry Eyes Girl, and she was in Tampa. She was in Tampa. My I, I have vivid memories of being. I think my nickname was like Chicky or something like that. I don't know where I got that from. Um, and one of my best friends, hers on like the flip was Girly or something like that. Oh, so Chicky and Girly, probably like 2008, because that's the year I like probably went to school or something like that yes that makes sense but yes so emma's name was sparkle spaz and she was talking to her boo jordan who was 16 years old and she told manny all about it so in her and they're they're all touring the school jt emma and manny jt's one little buck little boy they hang out with and they run into toby who went to camp with jt jt caitlin arrives in her limo but why I don't know why. Also had no memory of her being engaged. Uh, to a man named Keith. And honestly, any man named Keith is kind of skeptical to me. <laughs> I don't know why I don't like the name Keith, but I don't. I, I, I think I just don't like to say it, Keith. Yeah, I like, think it's fitting. Yeah, don't like it. Um, but yes, so Caitlin shows up in her limo to a school. I guess maybe she, I don't know. I don't know. Is that just what they do in Toronto? I don't know. Um, and at the end of the episode, wow, I skipped all the way in my notes. I just did <laughs> not give a shit about this episode. So it's the episode really just following them, introducing us to Caitlin and Ryan. Um, at the end of the episode, Emma gets some misguided advice from Caitlin. She's all, Caitlin, what should I do? What do you do when you, how do you know it's love? So if you know Caitlyn, you know that that's a ter- she's a terrible person to ask because Caitlyn is engaged to Keith, who does not want her. Not Keith at all. Literally. Herself. Right. She, she asked him to marry her. She purchased her ring. Um, I mean, like, she did all the work for him, and this man does not want her. No, she, she had to not. beg him to come to this reunion as well. And then he sits on the phone. When they, they <laughs> go out, she goes out um, with her little friends from high school, and they're there, and he's, like, on the phone. Also... He was wearing sunglasses in the restaurant. Right. So this is my thing. The notes I have from that part is he wasn't on the phone with anybody. One. (laughs) Two, literally, why do you have sunglasses inside? It seems like a very, I mean, very fitting. He was supposed to be working in Hollywood or whatever. Seems like something someone in LA would do. But it it seemed like it was nighttime as well. So none of that made sense. There was no reason. And then he took it off. It was just, it didn't need to happen. Wow, I actually had that my notes in here about Emma being 16 or 12. <laughs> a lot of question marks. Um, but yeah, so Caitlin points out, she tells Emma, or no, she tells her little friend, I picked out my own ring. I just want to add, 
Now, again, Keith didn't have to do any work. He didn't have to propose. He didn't have to get the ring. He didn't have to really even be present. And Caitlin says she picked out her ring like it's a bad thing. Ladies, pick out your own ring. I'm kind of on that side. I feel that. It's got to sit on your ring for presumably the rest of your life or until you decide to leave that man. (laughs) Why should he pick it for you? I had to say that to my husband. I was like, "Mm, no, I should get to pick the ring. Sir, you don't even want me to pick out clothes for you. I can't pick out clothes that you're going to wear for a couple of years, but you could pick out a ring that I'm supposed to wear forever. Make it make sense. Yeah. I feel like it's putting a lot of faith into the hands of men and that in itself is a mistake. So, I mean, I think it was a very, we, our way made sense. I got a budget and I got things that were available in my budget and, or no, I think he went and he discussed it with the jeweler and it was like, here's what we can afford. And by we, he mean him, whatever. Um, and then I went and I got to see what, what was affordable without knowing how much it costs, but being, having the opportunity to actually pick out what I want. I mean, grand scheme of things, when we talk about Emma being a feminist, all this process is sexist, but you know what, in the world of, I do all this emotional labor, the least (laughs) you could do is put a ring on my finger. It's the least. That's all I'm asking. I wash way too many nasty ass socks for you to not. I think the funniest thing I noted from this episode is this damn hat, right? So they're passing around this fedora from start to finish. They start the episode, Manny has it on because I guess they have a box full of clothes from their graduating class for whatever reason. And I think it belonged to Joey. So Manny's wearing it. I'm like, this is a terrible hat. They run into JT. JT's wearing the hat. Still doesn't look good. And then there's a scene in the middle, I believe, where they run into Mr. Simpson, they give him the box of stuff and he JT's wearing the hat. And my note to him is fedoras don't come back because no. Mr. Simpson says fedoras are making a comeback. They don't ever come back, Mr. Simpson. I, I'm so no, sorry to tell you. I hear you saying this, but I had a coworker about three years <laughs> ago who used to wear them fedoras. I could send you a picture. Now, granted, no. it was later discovered that said coworker was on using drugs. So, <gasps> um, I mean... If you are on drugs, perhaps they come back for you. <laughs> I think when you're trying to hide shit, they come back for you for sure. You're that's right. The only reason, because that's a distraction. A fedora is a distraction. You're wearing it so people don't know you're doing something else. <laughs> and that's <laughs> what it is. <laughs> so what you're telling me is if you ever see anyone in your in any type of store wearing a fedora, they definitely about to steal. They're absolutely about to steal. They have stolen. <laughs> Where they stole that fedora. (laughs) I really hope no one is paying for a fedora in 2022. And I'm mad that they kept it in that damn box to wear again. Yes. But yes, I can't confirm. So I actually have seen some of the episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. So I actually have seen them. And I can confirm that Joey used to wear that hat back in the old. So it was like their little nod to the early series. But I mean, if you don't know, first of all, now you know. But yeah. if you don't know, you just think they're really trying to make that hat come back, which they should not. And they need to leave that shit in 1992. They're trying to make fetch happen. Yeah. And they can't. <laughs> but yes. So Caitlin, she's all, she's guiltily reveals to her friends. I picked out my own ring and Emma walks in. Oh, you know what I wrote in here? Emma walks in talking to her mom like a damn white girl. Why are she- you on my computer? ma'am, this computer is in my house. Direct quote of what I wrote. (laughs) She came at her very crazy. And in that moment, I was like, why is the only computer in the house in Emma's room? Like the the trust was there for whatever reason and it shouldn't have been. (laughs) And I just want to say, if you look at the intro, um, because Emma's wearing braces in the intro, which means that it is a later season. And I just want to say that in the intro, I'm pretty sure that computer is back in Emma's room. After what happened in this episode, literally after what happened because at the very end what does the man say he said keep the shit out your daughter's room (laughs) children are terrible let alone behind closed doors and on the internet yes oh i also just want to say that keith mentioned that he's trying to produce a movie called that's dangerous minds meets footloose about teachers and i wrote i would like to see it because i have (laughs) questions what does that mean keith what does it mean Girl, he doesn't know. The person on the other side of the phone doesn't either because they're not real. Like, none of that made sense. And another thing, and I know they were saying that Keith was being shady because Joey's commercial comes on and this is where he's getting off to a bad start, like a bad start with Joey because Joey's little car salesman commercial comes on and Keith tells Joey at the bar, um, 
yeah, you know, if if you want, next time you make a commercial, you know, you should hire a professional because it looked like a scam artist, you know, it looked very scammy and like shady car salesman. And everyone was all taken back and offended. But Keith was not wrong. No, he wasn't. I saw that video and I said, I don't, I don't trust you. I don't trust you at all. Like definitely Joey was giving um, the same vibes of Matilda's dad. (laughs) And if you've seen Matilda, you know, her daddy was a shady ass scam artist. Yeah. Um, He he just wasn't selling it. It Um, was, I think the part of that scene that got me was when Caitlin called him a total ham. (laughs) Like, she wasn't wrong, but she didn't have to do that in front of her fiancé. Not at all. Not at all. Um, but yes. So, I also wrote a note, because they were singing that Zit Remedy song. And mm-hmm. I would like a genuine soundtrack of all of the songs from Degrassi. I wouldn't be mad at that, actually. The song, like, okay. I, you know, Hell Hath, you know, Fury had a bop. That Craig and his band response to, like, oh, forgive me, Ashley. That, that was, was a, a bop. Was a Another one. bop was the Maya Matlin song that they played at the end of Next Class, the one where she was like trying to trigger warning die to this song. But then they revamped it to being like, look at me living my best life, going on to a new path. And I was like, that show was a bop too. And I want a soundtrack. I do remember them putting her or like making her sing. I don't remember the song now. I have to look it up. I just but, feel yeah. like Instant Star had a soundtrack. Alex Johnson had some bops. They had a soundtrack to it. Why did Degrassi not have the same? Yeah. Because what was the song that Jimmy and Ashley had? The one that she didn't want him to come out to, but he like (laughs) remixed it because that was really, that was a bop. Like that was my shit. But also the one that, didn't she turn it in and like delete him off of it? Yes. She was shady as fuck. Shady. And that was really the beginning of his career, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Mm, yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I just want to sidebar. They had like a Degrassi Cribs on <sighs> Team Nick. And I remember touring Drake's house and he was like, yeah, I'm like into music. And like back being my little too cool for anything, 15 year old self being like, this man off this soap opera is into music. <laughs> he thinks he's going to be a rapper. Well, look at laugh in my face, Drake, because... <laughs> I doubted you when I was 15, and clearly you shit all over me. 10 years later, still in the game. Still yes. going strong. Man, so strong. And now I'm like, I am Degrassi's. I am Drake's biggest fan. I have loved him since he was that yellow boy who used to play up on Degrassi. Direct quote from one of his songs. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> yes, I, I will get into it when the episode happens, but everybody knows how I feel about jimmy's scene with hazel like when they tell hazel what happens to jimmy and i just know i could have acted it out 10 times like better whoa i know i I would have had a better reaction i think i should have been on the show it's ridiculous i mean girl i wanted to say something about it earlier because girl i know you could have done better like come on and for someone that didn't have a lot of good scenes i know we're getting ahead of ourselves someone that didn't have a lot of good scenes that was her moment and she didn't take it and it's like, I know that you didn't have scenes because you were racist or because they were racist, but like also because you ruined that scene. <laughs> Literally. And they probably never gave her one again after that. Because <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, girl, this is how you take this? Like, come on. This is <laughs> devastating <laughs> news. <laughs> and like, you can only watch it. And it's like, this is such a tragic, like, terrible episode. And I feel like a lot of the episode was done really well. That song they play in the song, I'm like, dang, that was just like, great episode but that scene where she find out she just i'm like girl like how are you gonna do anything but laugh literally (laughs) she didn't try it was terrible but it's okay (laughs) justice for jimmy (laughs) all right so we'll rewind back to the episode where um i guess all right caitlin confesses i picked out my ring emma talks them off to the side and she's like caitlin how do you know and Caitlin's like, girl, you just know, go for it. And Emma's like, you know what? I'm gonna go for it. So she emails Jordan and she's like, Jordan, I'll meet you there. I'm ready. And so the next episode starts with Emma being like, Manny, girl, you was right. Um, Jordan is shady. Definitely not going to go meet him. Maybe a next time. It's okay. But Emma is lying. She is a lying. Very asshole. clearly, blatantly. Um, and, and my notes, I comment on the fact that like 
Manny doesn't get enough credit for how good of a fan of friend she has been since her day one. Manny has been Emma's day one since what a one since day one. Yes, that is the <laughs> Manny. That's her. I agree, actually, because she knew she was lying too, and she was like, "Yeah, like I will help you research." Because Emma's like giving her all this bullshit about how she's about to stay home and watch something and research something to send to Jordan. And Manny knew she was wrong when she didn't take the help. Because I mean, I feel like in any situation, Emma's going to take the help because nobody normally cares about these things. It's just her. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes. And then she she goes even a step further to go to this girl's house looking for her, and like. I'm sorry. Once you told me that you didn't want the help. Okay. Bye girl. I didn't want to watch that stupid content anyway. I'm going to be at home. Thank you so much. But, but Manny's like, you know what? This is my girl and I'm worried about her. Let me go look into it. And she does. And bloop. Emma's not there. I love how when Manny is digging into this whole situation with Toby um, that he's literally just like, I don't care that she's book smart. She, that doesn't mean she's street smart. Like he called it from the minute they were on the playground in the first episode, but to this one too, he's just like, I actually don't care how smart she is. She actually seems pretty dumb right now. <laughs> yeah. And like Toby just really, I mean, he doesn't, he's not like doing it intentionally to be, to be malicious, but he reads Emma for, absolutely. you know, he's like, uh, he's not actually reading into her soul. This man is reading her email because her password's too easy. Like just straight up drags her. Like, girl, you made your password or something, and then you posted that. And it was like, Emma wouldn't be that. She was, but she was. She was. I did actually write that. He's not looking into her soul. He's reading her email. And I cackled because <laughs> read her and let them know that something was not right. Yes, exactly. So Emma gets all done up to go meet Jordan. She had blue eyeliner on. That was one of my notes. Um, That's really funny because, you know, she put a lot of effort into that eyeliner. Yes. And... I did. I did right here. To be fair, um, Mr. Nystrom's ruse to get Emma into the whole hotel room was pretty good. He just walked by her with pizza, like, "Oh, you must be Emma." It was slick. It was, it was very good. slick. I think me looking at it. I mean, anyone looking at it now would probably be like, "But he had one pizza, and he was supposed to be with the class." Oh, you right. I'm like, come on, that was very ding, 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 red flag. <laughs> There were, I mean, there were a lot of red flags. There were. There, there were a lot. Um, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, and I guess she was 12, but I am saying, and this is why my mother told me, get your ass off the internet. Don't you be giving out our personal information. Emma should have had my mama as her mama, and she would have known. She would have known. But yeah, so Emma goes up into the hotel room, and, you know, things are cool, but then she realizes, uh, where are them kids at? <laughs> and she tries to leave. Now, one thing I did not understand was how hard it was for Emma to leave. Right. I was trying to figure out why she was struggling with the door so much. Yeah. Um, it didn't make sense. It was a hotel door to put it in, like, in to picture. A hotel door, and it had the thing that you, like, there's li- le- levels to it, excuse me. But still, like, there was no padlock on it. Like, <laughs> I've been in many hotel rooms, and I, I've never, I don't, I don't know what I was missing. Um, maybe Canadian hotel rooms are different um i again i recognize that she was 12 the stage she was a little emotional but emma gets several chances to leave that hotel room absolutely so so the first time all right maybe the second time i got questions emma why couldn't you get out that hotel room yeah that was weird and it also it was 10 times creepier than i remember it being because why like he literally had a camera right like, was being very very i mean in general sir you are a weirdo like i get it like you're doing a lot but like the camera and then like it was very very strange and i did was, not remember all that that's terrifying it was, it was gross Ugh, that poor girl um in the background um the reunion is happening where all the parents are and all the old students and why does joey start a fight with keith but <laughs> he starts the fight but he can't finish it because he gets he gets um, he... knocked out I wrote in my notes that he literally like missed every swing. So it's just like, I mean, okay. So I guess to style it back a little bit too, he gets into a fight with Keith because there's some pick me name Allison that they graduated with at Degrassi, um, who Caitlin very clearly doesn't like. And Allison steals Joey to go get free drinks or whatever. She's being a yes. pick me. And she said that his cheesy commercial was sexy. So that was red flag. Number one, yep. you're a pick me. Um, but also I realized that, 
earlier in the episode or like the first episode, Caitlin asks Angela what her dinosaur's name is. And she says, Allie. Oh. And then this bitch's name is Allison. So I think that's why she was triggered by it. Because why does she have such a weird reaction to the dinosaur's name? Honestly, another question I don't understand is why there's so much drama after 10 years. <laughs> They held on to it. I imagine that this is what my high school reunion would look like right now, too, honestly. Really? Mm Because I just, I mean, I guess my high school reunion will look like me not going because I didn't (laughs) go. Um, They were charging way too much. And I said, I can see that I still don't like you from Facebook. (laughs) That is very true. (laughs) But I mean, I guess in the spirit of reunions, I don't know. I mean... Caitlin, you ain't seen Joey in how long are you engaged now? Why are you worried about what he did 10 years ago? I know he I know he cheated on you, but I need you to let that go, girl. Yeah, it was a bit much. And then, yeah, Joey trying to come to her defense. I mean, we li- later find out that they literally can't yeah. let anything go. But coming to her defense, trying to beat up this man who always has a cell phone to his ear and sunglasses on his side, and then he loses. So I don't even know what it was for. Right. I mean, the good news was that Caitlin then realized that Keith did not want her ass. One of the weird things that I got, Joey describes her her love for Julia, and I didn't understand it. (laughs) I love the way she called me Joe. Okay. The way her hair smells like rain. But I'm not interested in the smell of rain. Um, Yeah, that didn't make sense to me. And also read that on the wiki because there's very little information about this character here. Like, no one really knows her, but the things they do know are this scene exactly the things that he says in the bathroom that her favorite color was this he used to call her joe and her hair smelled like rain um if my husband ever says tell someone why he loves me i would like to be more than about a nickname i have for him and the way that my hair smells (laughs) especially right when you think about how many times they reference the fact that she was gone and like reminded him how long she's been gone and reminded him that he needs to move on. It's just like, I would feel like if you didn't want to move on yet, you'd have a lot more to say. <laughs> right. In fact, with that being said, I think that they said that. They were like, Joey, we're all sorry that your wife died, but it's been a year. It's a been year. a year. Okay, yes. first of all, it's been a year. But second of all, that's all you have to say? Um. Also, I just had the shit scared out of me because Felix <laughs> talked up behind me and I said, nigga, who? That's why. It's like, oh. Who's in my house? It's my cat. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, Joey is starting a fight that he cannot win. Um, Caitlin is finding out that her man does not want her. Um, Joey is giving a very bland description of why he loves Julia so much. And now Toby has come to the conclusion that Emma has an easy password. She definitely <laughs> got got. Um, that's probably also how I got got. I don't know why somebody also is running out there with my identity right now. Anyway, relatable content. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, he basically just he calls her out. He's like, Emma emails you some garbage about great fresh air, and next thing you know, there's Jordan in her inbox, like, man, just love going outside. <laughs> and I wrote, damn, Toby don't have to read her like this. <laughs> and it also, like, it poses the question: Where was he before all this happened? But he was there because on the playground, he very clearly told her. He, he did probably should not meet up with strangers from the internet. But he, he did. But him being sixteen seemed to make it okay. I have no yeah. clue. And, but she was like, "Jordan's sixteen, and he was like, "So he says this could be a creepy man." Like he, he told her. He told her there were there were signs. There were absolutely. And this is again, this is day one of Toby meeting Emma, and he was trying to be a real one. Okay, so you just said some shit, but then you just disappeared. So I don't know if you ever actually said that shit or if it actually. <laughs> Um, it doesn't look like it recorded. So we're going to try that again. You said what? Um, this was day one of Toby meeting Emma. Oh, yes. Um, and he was being a real one from the jump. So yes. something to know. Emma, okay. Emma's a bad friend. And <laughs> Toby and Manny alone, um, I don't really, I don't really know about JT. I have never really been a JT fan. But side note, Manny and Toby have been there for Emma and Emma has not deserved them. But yeah, so he helping her from the jump. He helps them hack her email, figure out. We flash back to Emma who was in the hotel room with Jordan sniffing her, which is disgusting and creepy and bizarre. Comment. Very bad. Um, And very fortunately, Toby gets Toby and friends get to Spike and Snake and Spike and Snake somehow 
run up to the hotel room and bang their way into the I I don't really get it. Like how did so, they know where Emma was? Right. Because um, it's just like one like I feel like email wasn't you couldn't take the email. Like I don't think they took the email. You didn't have like a smartphone that you could show them like things that were happening. But also what I noticed is they call the police running out of Degrassi, but they hang up on the police. They never tell the police where they're going. How do the police know how they got there? Hello, my daughter's in danger. And that was it. And she closes the flip phone and they drive off. <laughs> like, where were the police going? <laughs> Actually, what I wrote on this is like, how did they find the rumor where Emma was? Was there a scene where they asked the hotel that it was omitted from the YouTube production of the show? And then I said that this is up there with how did Taraji get on the boat? Yeah. I, okay, I know, only know that it makes no sense how Taraji got on the boat because everybody talks about it. I've never seen that movie. <laughs> and I just believe that it makes no sense. So yes. it seems fitting. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so at the end of this, Emma confirms that she's 12 and she was meeting a 16 year old and I write, honestly, that's still weird. Um, and so that, that ended the episode with Spike and Snake saving Emma. And as you know, the man from the FBI or wherever, I don't know, is it called the FBI in Canada? You know, the police, the police, they, they still the police of Canada. They were like, um, when this computer comes back, you need to keep it out your daughter's room. Literally, he, he said, keep the cyber stalkers out of her room. And mm-hmm. that is just something that I feel like people learn the hard way, unfortunately, because now you like you just you can't. Yeah, it makes no sense. And so I would say that the the moral of this episode um, is to keep the computer out of your children's room, keep the cyber stalkers out of the room, direct quote. Um, and yeah, so don't let you know tell your kid make sure that your kids know don't give out our personal information online when they say asl make sure you say 16 email <laughs> tampa bay florida as long as you're not from tampa bay florida there you go manny told you not to meet with strangers on the net that is also a direct quote she literally said strangers on the net and so for a couple of predictions i know we've talked about future episodes because obviously terry and i know what happens we were there Chris and terry <laughs> Um, but I think we're going to get to see a little bit more of Emma's life in middle school. So this is like the introduction to the new cast and crew. It's going to be all about Emma and JT and Toby and Manny and a whole bunch of other characters. Um, if you know, Emma, or I feel like Degrassi always has like a main character and that's going to be Emma. I think it goes from Emma to Claire, I want to say is next. Mm. Right now it gets to be all about Emma. Our next episode is called Family Politics. It is the first day of school at Degrassi Community School. And eighth grader Ashley already has her sights set on becoming the school's newest student council president. Her seemingly sure win is soon threatened when her stepbrother, Toby, becomes frustrated by her unchallenged status and convinces his friend JT to run against her. Meanwhile, (laughs) Emma and Manny deal with eighth grader Spinner's bullying. Um... So I guess we'll get to meet some new characters. We get to meet Toby's family. So it is about him. Um, I guess Emma and Manny being bullied by Degrassi. It's interesting that that gets put into the description because I didn't really think anything of Spinner bullying Manny in that episode. But I guess they do a couple of times. It's just, you know, I think they call it like their little B plot or like their subplot. There's a main plot, which is the first part and then the subplot. And I did not think anything of Spinner bullying Manny in that episode, but I guess it's like an important storyline. So, okay. I guess it's his introduction then, right? Just like they're rolling out Ashley yes. through Toby now. So I guess we're going to see Spinner in, in all his glory and how he yeah. started. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, they roll out all these characters and yeah, the first season is very slow getting your introduction. So we know Ashley's a perfectionist. Emma is environmentalist. Manny is a down ass bitch friend. Toby as well, good with computers. Spinner is a bully. Um, So we get to meet everyone and we'll get to meet all of them in our next episode. Amazing. Um, Did you have any other notes? I did have some notes about some Canadian pronunciations. Um, Oh, yes. I I think there were a few ones. The only thing I do have to add is this reunion episode in general had me shook because I guess this is going to be like for the newest HBO version they do, like it's going to be equivalent maybe, right? So like the reunion of like meeting all these people and their kids and passing it on, it just has me shook because that's literally what this newest Degrassi, I can imagine it to be. And that's crazy. 
I feel like that's right. Um, I know that there have been there was an event that I saw being promoted by a couple of old Degrassi characters about like meet them virtually. I signed up for it, but you have to pay like sixty dollars to like video chat with them for two minutes, and I was like, mm, I'm not paying that. Ridiculous. But, but I could have um a couple of characters from Degrassi, so I feel like there is interest. We all saw them in Drake's video. Mm-hmm. They um, are still their, here, right? For their reunion, um. So I think there's an interest, and I hope that's kind of what it is. They've talked about which character's kid it would be, or which kids would be involved, mm. because um, a lot of you know we're we'll get to see it. A lot of these characters did have a baby. Um, I think a fun twist, which is very soap opera y is if they take one of the characters who allegedly had an abortion and they're like, actually, she didn't have an abortion. She secretly ran off and had a baby. And that baby's back with that character. Would be some very, a very big super, um, like, whatever, soap opera twist. I could see it, especially because of who picked it up. I just feel like it's it's gonna 1000% go all the ways in which it probably couldn't before, so. I just hope it isn't Degrassi with the euphoria dick spin. <laughs> unfortunately i feel like they're gonna find a way i do not want to see like the spinner boner episode but like without the pants yeah i'm good i'm good no thank you i see enough on euphoria i don't want any more yeah none of that but we'll see i just it's insane it's gonna be our version of what the heck this was so yeah excited for that all right so uh this Wraps up this week's episode of Below the Dot. Again, I am your host, Chris Sharp. And I am Terry McGregor. And thank you so much for listening. And we hope to hear you. Well, nope. I hope you will hear us this time next week. <laughs> See you guys. Talking about the